0: Thank you for listening to the Ace Stomping Ground on 365 Sportscast. The Ace Stomping Ground is sponsored by Dent Solutions of Napa Valley, House Doctor's Painting of San Jose, and American Asphalt of Hayward. Now, back with you for another hour of Ace Talk, your host, Brandon Greco.
1: Man, oh man, has this been ugly or what? This has been a nightmarish start That won't get any easier with today's matchup against Trevor Bauer. Last week was so painful to watch and really gave me nothing at all to be excited about and give the A's anything to build on. It's not like they found a new way to lose each game. They just flat out stunk in every aspect. They have to be able to find something to build on before they go back to Houston and before... Their schedule lightens up a little bit. They have to find something that they can look back on and be like, we did this well, let's build on that, let's repeat it. So far, there really hasn't been anything other than a couple guys stepping up. But before I get into the series against Houston and against the Dodgers, what we've seen so far, I'm going to go into a little bit of pregame. With today's matchup featuring last year's Cy Young Trevor Bauer and second year trying to be consistent Jesus Luzardo. Pre-game is sponsored by House Doctor Painting.
0: House Doctor Painting, located out of San Jose, has provided quality painting in the Bay Area for over 30 years. A proven 21-step preparation process will ensure your paint job looks spectacular for years to come. Owner of five consecutive years on Angie's List Superior Service Award, House Doctor Painting is a fully licensed and insured painting contractor, able to take on any painting challenges. We specialize in exterior and interior painting of homes, duplexes, condos, townhomes, apartments, rental properties, and restoration of Victorian homes. If you're in the Bay Area or around San Jose, give House Dr. Painting a call at 408 or go to com. Bay Area painting since 1989 for the health of your home.
1: So... With Lazardo pitching, I'm very anxious. I'm very anxious for his start. The last start, he looked like he was just right there. Almost like the rest of this team, but I think even more so for him. Eight strikeouts, but eight hits. He get, He struck out eight people. Astros are a good hitting team. Yeah, they got their eight hits, they scored their runs... But he struck them out eight times. He has electric stuff. He just has to be able to channel that and be able to consistently do it. Repetition with him. He's still young. This is technically his second full year, third year overall. I mean, and this is, last year wasn't even a full year. It was 60 games. He hasn't pitched a full year yet. So I'm not worried about Jesus Cesardo. Not one bit. I think that he's going to turn it around the full season of Jesus Cesardo I think is going to end in some pretty dang good numbers, if I'm going to be completely honest. And that's what everyone's expecting from him. Not, I'm not just saying that because it's expected, but because the stuff that he has, I think that he needs to add another pitch. Because I don't think that three pitches as a starter is enough to be dominant. Three times through the order, sixth inning, guys can kind of start recognizing what's coming on. You need to add a fourth pitch. That I think is going to be the biggest thing for him going forward is the fourth pitch. I think that would help him with consistency. It's another way to throw the batters off. Another way for you to kind of get in their heads a little bit. It's like, okay, so this guy throws ninety-seven. He also has a curveball that he could throw at eighty, or that he could throw in the sixties. He and he has a changeup. So I guess technically that curveball works at two pitches, but it's really the same pitch. And then Cy Young Award winner Trevor Bauer. I think in his last start, he pitched five no-hit innings, or started off the game throwing with a couple no-hit innings, and then the Rockies kind of touched him up a little bit, but that's Coors Field. Trevor Bauer won the Cy Young last year, short season. It's kind of weird, but he won the Cy Young. You got to give credit where credit is due. He was the best pitcher in the National League last year, and over his career, he's shown that he he could be the best pitcher in the league on any given day, and he did that last year pretty much all of his starts. And for the A's, this is probably the last guy you want to see. I just don't know how you go into a game 0-6 against the National League Cy Young winner and feel like you have a good chance at winning that game. I guarantee most fans don't think that they have a chance of winning that game. So what I'm looking forward to today from this team is the lineup. They're a good fastball hitting team. Trevor Bauer throws a good fastball. Hopefully they could jump on some pitches early. Maybe shake him a little bit. He had a bad first start. Maybe try to get in his head a little bit. But Trevor Bauer, is, Trevor Bauer is a great guy. Trevor Bauer is a great guy. He does a lot of really good interviews. He gives a lot of knowledge about the game. It's really hard to root against Trevor Bauer, which is what I will be doing for probably a while now because he's on the Dodgers. Which That's the only thing that I don't like about him is that he picked to go to the Dodgers. But overall, Trevor Bauer is a great guy and an even better pitcher, which is saying something. And maybe the best thing I've ever seen watching baseball is when a couple years ago, before he got traded to Cincinnati, is when Terry Francona came out to pull him against Kansas City. And from the pitcher's mound, he turned around and chucked the ball over the center field fence. Maybe the funniest thing I've ever seen. And I'm hoping that the A's could get him to that point at some point later today. Will it happen? Probably not, but we'll see. Olsen should be back in the lineup. L'Oreano's healthy. Piscotti came back today looking good. Jed Lowry's hitting. Elvis Andrews. He's going to get a hit. I could feel it. I could smell it. He's going to get a hit. He can't just not keep getting hits. It might be a dinker, but he's going to get a hit. Matt Chapman, who still has really done nothing, he's going to get a hit. All these guys are due. All these guys are due. I don't think they'll win. Just because of baseball and how it averages out, I think that it'll be a better game. You saw it against Houston. They scored five runs in one game, and then they instantly went back to one or two. It'll happen. So maybe Jesus Zardo tomorrow, he could figure it out. I'm excited to see a lefty pitch against the Dodgers. Uh, Hopefully, Max Muncy, Cody Bellinger, Edwin Rios won't, Corey Seager Hopefully they'll struggle tomorrow seeing a lefty say that I think that's the only chance that they have at winning this game is if Jesus Lizardo goes out and pitches six innings and gives up three or less runs. If he gives up any more than three runs, they are toast. They are toast. And I can't believe it's not butter. They are, they will have no chance if Jesus Lizardo gives up more than three runs. Trevor Bauer, like I said, there's a chance that the A's could get to him. He throws a lot of fastballs, the A's hit fastballs, but they can't, hit anyone so i really find it hard to believe that they're just going to turn it around against trevor bauer we will see and i'm really hoping they do because i'm recording this tuesday night i will be there at the game uh i'm very excited this is going to be my first game of the year so i just want to see a win i just want to see a win so so now the fun part begins in the show where we're going to be talking about what has led up to this 0-6 start. And who has and has not been there. There's been some dings and dents, some injuries on this team. And now they're back. Some of the guys are back. Chad Penner's not going to be back for a little bit longer. But they got to collectively do it. They've got to collectively step up and get it done. You can't be 0-7. You can't be 0-8. You can't be 0-9. You can't keep losing without picking up a game or even having a game where you feel good about yourself. There's been no close games. They lost to the Astros, I think, 8-5. to That was the closest game down by three, and they gave up eight runs. This can't keep happening. So, before we get into the show, we're going to talk about some dings and dents that the teams have, which is sponsored by Dent Solution.
0: How many of us have parked far away to try and avoid having someone or something dent our car? If you are like me and love your ride, I guarantee you hate dents. It can be a hassle dealing with insurance or simply finding that correct paint job for that fine finish. Well, it doesn't have to be a hassle. Dent Solution specializes in the art of paintless dent repair. Just like you need a specialist for neck and back pain, when you have a dent or a ding, you need the Dentologist. With Dent Solution of the Napa Valley, San Rafael, Marin, Petaluma, Novato, Fairfield, and Vacaville. For over three decades, Ian Cordole has provided five-star service, specializing in world-class repairs. It's a true art, and if you're a victim of unsightly dents and dings, then the Dentologist is your fast, affordable solution to those minor dents and
1: dings. So the dings and the dents that the A's have had this year. Ramon Laureano goes headfirst into first base, wrist injury. Sean Murphy gets hit on the hand, wrist injury. Chad Pinder bails out one of his pitchers again, sprained his knee. And I'm going to talk about Sean Maniah, who was pitching when Shad Pinder got hurt. I have a lot to say about Sean Maniah. Steven Piscotty's been banged up. It, it, it just, they're not ready. They're not ready as a team. They're banged up. They're not, they're not ready. They're not ready for this year to start. And it showed with that first series against Houston. I mean, some of those injuries, they happened throughout, so it wasn't leading up into... Every game, Ramon goes down, Murphy goes down, Pinder goes down, Biscotti's banged up. You can't try to get better and lose a guy every game. It's just it's not going to happen. So to go back into that Astros series, the A's pretty much picked up where they left off, struck out 10 times on opening night, 37 total in the series. And with the strikeouts, that's not doing anyone any good. Put the ball in play. See what happens. Way too many unproductive outs. So many unproductive outs. How many times is there going to be someone on second base and then you're going to see a pop-up or a shallow fly ball into the outfield? Or a strikeout? It just doesn't do anyone any good. They're not hitting these pitches. And it was, I think, against Erquidy in Game 3. He doesn't throw very hard. He's throwing 91-92. And some of those pitches, he's just right down the middle of the plate. Right down the middle of the plate. And they're either taking them, or they're putting daddy hacks on these pitches. And they're trying to hit the ball 450 feet. You gotta get on base. You, what's wrong with getting a base hit? Is someone telling these guys that base hits are bad? Are they allergic to base hits? Do they just not want to get them? Is everyone in that lineup just going to go up? and be like, yeah, I'm going to hit the ball 450 feet. That's what I'm going to try to do. I'm not going to try to hit the ball the other way. I'm going to try to hit this ball. I'm going to try to hit a home run every time. What's wrong with the base hit? Jed Lowry is the only one on this team. I mean, Tony Kemp doesn't try to hit home runs, but he doesn't hit. Jed Lowry is the only one on this team that I think that we might see consistently not maybe Pinder when he comes back, but not go for the home run swing on every fastball that he sees. You see some of these guys. There's a fastball, ninety-one down the middle, inner third. The biggest swing, dude. You're down seven to three. Sorry, seven to one. Get on base. What's what's good is seven to two. What good is seven to two? Great, you hit a home run. Good. Down by we're still down by five. Get on base. See some pitches. Foul some off. I don't. The at bats that they put together. Just are not good. They are not good at bats. They are... As you hear in baseball... Not professional at bats. No, this is like It's not like... It almost looks like they're not going up there with a plan. It looks like they're just grabbing a bat... And they're just walking up and swinging. There's like no thought it looks like going into... Any of this. And Matt Chapman... Dude... What are you doing? I know you had one hit in that series, and it was a dinker. It was a little pop-up that landed in between second and center field. You didn't really square any balls up. You didn't do anything. You made an error. That was good. Not only are you not hitting right now, but then your defense, you made an error. It it doesn't really matter. They weren't going to score anyway. Probably would have lost. But it's just these guys aren't doing anything. they guys that you expect to see like i said there's the injuries but no one no one is stepping up one man has stepped up mark canna mark canna has stepped up but if i'm him for the rest of the team i'm saying can i get a base hit anyone anyone want to get on base anyone want to try to help me out go into the pitchers it's like what are we doing we can't rely on Mark Hanna to be the only guy when you have Matt Olsen and Matt Chapman in that lineup. It's embarrassing. And the new guys on the team, which I was very excited about. Some of the guys that were coming in, I wish that they had kept the guys from last year and these guys were coming in with them, but now they're forced into a position. Kolarik has been absolutely terrible. So bad. It's, he has pitched two in two-thirds, sorry, two innings, and has given up five runs. Last two years with the Dodgers, he pitched 30 and two-thirds innings and gave up three runs. That's that's amazing. Keep it up. Keep up the good work, Adam. Uh, Raymond Gaudin, Gudan, I don't know. I'm not. You don't deserve for me to learn your name. Two and two-thirds innings, eight earned runs. Awesome. Jake Diekman. You've already allowed more runs than you did all of last year. He gave up one run last year. Obviously, it wasn't going to happen again. But, and not even an inning pitched. Two earned runs. <laughs> oh, brother. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. And now, like I said, get into get into Shaw Shamaniah has started the past two years absolutely Horrible. He has pitched so bad the start of last year and a little bit throughout the season. Took him a while to kinda get caught up and he against the Astros, four and two thirds, five earned runs. Three walks. The thing with Sean Maniah is that he's he leaves everything up. He's throwing ninety-three down the middle of the plate. Change ups are being left above the knees. They're not being down. Sliders are in the zone. There's not good break. There's no explosion. The ball, I mean, it doesn't look like there's any explosion out of any of these guys. Jesus Lizardo had such a weird outing I'll get into in a second. But Sean Maniah has done nothing. Last year, 54 innings, 4-1, 4-5 ERA. He gave up 32 runs in 54 innings. In in four and two thirds innings this year, he's given up five. So I mean, he's just not doing it. He's he's not doing it. And at some point, you gotta be like, "Well, is he gonna turn it around and be consistent, or Sean Manaya gonna be a guy with an ERA that's plus four for the rest of his career?" Because the past two years, he really hasn't shown any improvement. He came back from the injury in 2019, pitched 30 innings to a one one ERA. He has pitched an almost 60 innings since to an ERA that's over 5. That's not good, Sean Maniah. That is not good. And then the rest of the rotation. Chris Bassett, he pitched pretty good. You'll see him again uh, pretty soon. That's it? That's pretty much it. Jesus Cesardo, eight strikeouts in five innings. That's not bad. Oh, wait. Eight hits, five earned runs. That doesn't make any sense. I was so confused by that outing because at times he looked unhittable. Obviously, he had eight strikeouts in five innings. And then... It's just, you know, consistency. He's showing, it's his third year, but he's consistency just hasn't been there for him yet. And it's just, some of these guys, you want to see him come up and perform. Maybe there's some pressure on him. But it starts with consistency, and there's been none from him. There's really been no consistency from any of these players over the past two years. And it's kind of hard to keep looking at this team... Especially after week one, I was maybe it was just because baseball was starting and I'm excited about baseball starting and the A's are back, but they're sticking with the same team for the fourth year that hasn't been able to get it done. Oh, and by the way, you lose your shortstop and your closer. That's not a recipe for success. The definition of exan- insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Um, the A's apparently are the most insane. The most insane team. So, maybe whoever's in charge needs to go get checked out. I'm not totally sure. They're insane. They're the, they're the little, literal definition of insane. The Oakland A's have done nothing but regress. Elvis Andrews, first hit of the year, had a nice double. What have you done since? <laughs> nothing. Mitch Moreland had an RBI hit, I think a sack fly, that's it. There's None of these guys are coming in and making an impact. There's really nothing to be excited about right now from the first week other than Kai Tom pitching a scoreless ninth inning. Arguably, he could be the best reliever on this team. He looks good. He looks good. Weak contact, just pumping strikes, not a worry in the world for Kai Tom. He hasn't gotten a hit yet, so maybe he might move to the bullpen. That's another thing. When the lineup consists of Kai Tom and Tony Kemp in the outfield, you're not going to win many games. You're just not. And that's what we saw the game won against the Dodgers, You're not going to win any games with those two guys out there at the same time. It's not going to happen. It is not going to happen. And there's injuries, so that was forced to happen. But really, against the Dodgers, that's, it's it's just, it's tough. And I was waiting for someone to step up out of the bullpen. I thought Rosenthal being out, especially against the Astros and the Dodgers, was going to be tough. I didn't know who was going to come in and close out the games. And I was sitting there waiting. I was like, alright, someone's got to step up. These guys are too proven In the bullpen. They're They're well-known named guys that they have in the bullpen. Um, Sergio Romo came in, got a big double play. Yusmero Petit. He's going to give up his home runs. He doesn't... With his 86-mile-per-hour fastball. JB Wendelkin, who I said... I expect him to have a big year. It's only been a week, but... He's been... Other than AJ Puck, who came up and got forced into... Pitching his Montage couldn't pitch. delkin has been the only guy that hasn't given up a run. No one else has been able to stop what the other teams are doing. And it's almost like the Dodgers and the Astros, they just fed off of each other. It, it, they, the A's look so discombobulated as a team. And so after week one, after the first four games, Bob Melvin had a press conference, and I'll let you guys listen to that. But Before I play it, I just want to apologize. The audio is not that great, so you might have to turn it up. We need to play a little more urgency. Obviously, have to play better. We got another tough team coming in, and then we go there. So we got to turn things around. It's not just going to happen for us. We have to play better baseball, and this was not good baseball for us. So what stands out to me is him saying we got to play a little bit better. We got to be a little bit, a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit, a little bit, um, a lot of bit. I would say. You, how can you say, oh, we just got to play a little bit better? You got outscored, what was it, 36-8 to eight against the Astros, and you say you got to play a little bit better? I mean, fire these guys up, dude. You're sitting there with your hand on your knees, it's your last year of the contract, and you start this bad, and you're saying we got to play a little bit better. It is embarrassing. I will give you credit for that. It is very embarrassing. You got to do more than just a little bit better. You got to completely change everything, top to bottom. Everything, top to bottom, has to be thrown away, and you got to bring something something else in. And these guys, they're not the guys that you bring in to make an impact for the players that you lost to try to help with the new lack of star power without Simeon and Hendricks. And you bring in a bunch of guys collectively to replace that. Come on. Come on, it's not going to get it done. Time and time again, it's not going to get it done. And they just keep they just keep doing these things that don't make any sense to me. The only good thing is that I think the schedule might lighten up a little bit. The Diamondbacks are coming soon, which we'll talk about the schedule in a little bit. But there's really nothing. If you're the A's right now, you still have this game against the Dodgers and then you got to go to Houston. With how you've started, that team is probably sitting looking at each other like, we can't lose another game right now without, we can't be doing this. we got to have some sort of momentum going into the Astros series. The team that just whooped us is sitting over there laughing. They're like, really, this is the team that's supposed to compete with us for the division? Yeah, okay, well, they probably think that... The Astros right now, with how that series went, and with how inconsistent the Angels have been, and with the Rangers and the Mariners where they're at, the Astros are probably thinking right now that they have the Division I. Yeah, it's only been a week, and it might be a little early. But with the players that they have on that team, and what they've done in the past, and the the Astros have shown that if they're in it, they will make a move at the deadline to get better. I think that if you trade with the Astros right now, you should be there should be a fund. The Astros, you shouldn't be able to trade with them. That's just me being salty. They th- probably think that the division's won already, and it's been five games. And if I'm them, after what they just did to us in four games, they're thinking, why can't we do that every game? Why can't we do that every game we play these guys? It's the same team that we're going to see. We're going to be sa- seeing the same pitchers 19 times this year. Why can't we score nine runs every game? Honestly, why? There's nothing. You have the Astros sitting there feeling on top of the world. And then you go to the Dodgers and you get roughed up. And then you go back to Houston. In Houston, which is a way, friendly ball, way more friendly ballpark to play in than the Coliseum, which we all know. So maybe the A's, maybe some guys on the A's, shorter shorter dimensions, maybe score some more runs. But that just means the Astros are probably going to score more runs. It's only a three-game series, so I, I find it hard to believe that they'd outproduce themselves in from the first four games. But you never know. I mean, the only thing that changed is the day of the week. That's it. Nothing's changed. I mean, Pinder's going to be on the I.L., uh, for another nine days. And then you have Ramon, who should be back. Murphy was back in the lineup, which was good to see. It's just not... It's just hard. It's really hard after that first week to try to find something that I am could be optimistic about and look for the positive going forward. The only thing that I can kind of say about that is that obviously they're going to get better. So there's that to look forward to. There's no way that they're going to be this bad all year. I think that's impossible for them to be this bad all year. But the question is, how good can they be? Because you see this team, they start 297 when seasons, they started 35 and 35. And then what would that be? 62 and 29 to end the year, if my math's correct, which usually it's not, but it might be that there's no way that they're going to go on one of those runs. They're not going to be able to do that with this team. There's no chance. And they're starting off worse than they did those two years. It It's painful. It's really, really painful to see. Because these are all guys that you know can do it. But they just look defeated before the season even started. Season is just... A fraction. The tiniest fraction of the way underway, And they already look like they're defeated. They're walking with their heads down. And then you see these other guys. They're hitting every... Oh, gosh. It's hard. It's really hard to watch this team right now. And it doesn't look like it's going to be getting any easier. Because they're... Like I said, they're about to go back and play the team. That just whooped them. That just absolutely... Destroyed them. So, with the Astros series, I don't know. If you can, try to mentally flush that and think it didn't happen before you see these guys again. Because if you go into that series thinking that, oh, crap, this better not happen again. It's going to happen again. These guys, the Astros are too good. And then the Dodgers. Game one against the Dodgers. Oh, brother. I was at work last uh, t- on Monday night, I work nights, and I, I had an alarm set on my phone for 6.35, so I was going to put the A's game on, on the My Teams app, put it in my pocket, put my headphones in, and listen to the game. I got busy, so I wasn't able to do that, and at 7.15, I had a second, I looked at my phone, I said, hey Siri, what's the score of the A's game? Nays are losing four nothing. The bottom of the third. All right, cool, awesome. Still at the bottom of the third. Maybe they could string something together. I go on my break, and now it's eight to nothing. And I, Matt Chapman, I said he had the one hit against the Astros. That was the bloop single in the center field. He had an infield hit last night. You have two hits, and not one of them was hit well. Um, Mark Hanna, keep it up, dude, because you're the only one who's doing anything. You're the only one that is doing anything on offense, and as soon as that stops, then there's literally no hope, because Mark Hanna could get hot. He could go three for four. Maybe he'll hit another home run. I mean, you just gotta get guys on base in front of him. He's hitting leadoff. He's hot. He's gonna get the most at-bats. It's up to the bottom of the order to get it done. And when Kai, Tom, and Tony Kemp are in the bottom of the order, Mark Cannon's going to be hitting a, probably a lot to lead off some innings. And it you got to extend that lineup. Yes, like I've said numerous times, there are injuries. But they just don't seem deep. Their bullpen, which I thought was going to be a strength, they've done nothing. They've done nothing for me to sit here and feel good about that comment. The rotation which I said I liked has done nothing to make me feel good about that comment other than the fact that AJ Puck who didn't make the team for some strange reason gets called up and then throws three innings, doesn't give up a run, and looks good. He he looked like the ace best pitcher after 5 games. It 10 to 3? Really? You get absolutely destroyed by the Astros, and then you go in, and the daughters come to town, and then you lose even worse than you did to the Astros. You give up ten runs. You get outscored by seven. Again. It's not good. It's really not good. There's, I mean, I don't know what else to say, other than it's not good the new guys, as I've alluded to. Should I put a uniform on? I got my stuff in the garage. I'm still ready. I'm sure that... I might be able to draw a walk. I won't go up there. I might be able to draw a walk. I might be able to get an out. Shoot, if Kai Tom can pitch a swirl sitting... He probably still throws harder than I do. I might be able to go get an out. Pick me up. Something exciting. No one that's there right now is doing anything... For me to feel good about where this team's going to be. After the first 10 games. This is a very. The A's could be 1 and 9. They could be 0 and 10. They could be 2 and 8. You, they're, the moral of what my point. Is that they're not going to be. Over 500. Probably till. If they do decide to pick it up. My guess is that you're not going to see this team over 500. Maybe till June. With if they keep this up. And. In game two of the Dodgers series, well, the only thing that really changed was that they didn't give up a boatload of runs. Chris Bassett didn't pitch terrible. I think that this was definitely something for him to build off of. As I have mentioned, he was probably the only starter that didn't completely stink the first time through and against another tough team. He didn't really pitch, he didn't pitch great, he didn't pitch good, it was a pretty decent start. 6 innings, 4 runs, 4 Ks. Not, a, not too bad against this lineup that, I mean, these guys just won the World Series. They could hit. These guys absolutely rake. And for him to give up 4 runs and 6 innings, definitely not something, you know, hang your head over. He, after the game said, to put it nicely, they whooped my keister today. I mean, they did. There's no hiding that, but compared to what the other starters have done, other than Chris Bassett, yeah, it was a loss, but it was still almost a breath of fresh air not seeing, seeing someone work into the 6th inning. He pitched through 6 innings. That's something that the A starters have not done. And he gave them a chance, but the offense couldn't the offense couldn't pick it up. And I was hoping that Marcana would pick it up. Uh, Like I've said Mark Hanna's keep it up. He's not gonna have a hit every game uh, not gonna happen But when the offense is struggling like this you need someone to be consistent and I was thinking anyone but Mark Hanna And it turns out well Mark Hanna didn't do anything. He struck out two times and it was over four and a guy that I think deserves so much credit is Jed Lowry. He went two for four today and started the game off with a double, scored a run but this is the guy that the A's are going to see most more times than not put together good at-bats. They have a lot of guys on this team that just don't put together good at-bats. And I think having him at the top of the lineup, it's not a great piece to have at the top of the lineup, but it's a table setter, someone that's going to, early in the game, he's going to get, well, it turns out, or last night, he's going to have good at-bats and he's going to give, himself a chance to at least draw a walk, get on base, maybe tie the pitcher out so the three four five hitters could do some damage. Or last night, Loriano two for four. An RBI, him and Lowry both doubled in the first inning. gave the A's what I remember, maybe their first lead of the year for all of ten minutes before it was instantly tied back up. But something positive. Jed Lowry definitely deserves a lot of credit. As I said He was back last night and almost hit a home run twice, really. That foul ball looked like it went over the foul pole. Shades of Jack Cust against the Angels, however long ago that was. Maybe 10 years ago. A little longer now. But over the foul pole and ended up grounding out. And then his next at-bat hit a double off the wall. So he also had to hit the game before. Maybe that's someone that we could look at to maybe heat up. He's been showing up. And another guy... Steven Piscotty, who has been injured, not really super injured, but dinged up a little bit, and they try, a guy that they tried to keep out of the lineup. A miserable two years with the Mets. He pitched seven innings, didn't allow a walk, eight strikeouts, four hits, one run. That run came in the first inning. They did nothing the rest of the six innings that he pitched. Olsen got the night off, maybe for the best, considering Clayton Kershaw, absolutely destroyed the a's and then you see blake trying to come in man oh man i was hoping that they'd put it to him that last year with the a's was so painful to watch him come in and just walk everyone and he comes in gives up a hit gives up a walk but strikes out two batters the a's as they do find a way to not score a run and they tried in the last inning they got some guys on base again and couldn't find a way to score a run in that eighth inning Tony Kemp walked, and then Mark Cannon was up. What I liked, which the A's don't do enough, which seems like they might have to do more of, Tony Kemp stole, and you could tell that he was about to go, and there was nothing they could do to stop it. But the A's have been grounding into double plays, they haven't been moving the runners over, so these guys need to get on base and create for themselves. So it was nice to see Kemp He ended up getting stranded, but that was a good sign. Overall, not, not as bad. As the first five games, but still pretty bad. They, gave, they scored one run. This team is not doing anything on offense, and the pitching gave up 11 hits. He's, looking, he's like Michael Brantley for this series against the a's. Can't get him out, and they have to find a way to get these guys out. Cody Bellinger didn't even play, and they still didn't even have a chance. Edwin Rios, this is, that's another good guy for them. The Dodgers, like the Astros, just keep having guys come up and they're killing it. They're absolutely killing it. And the A's are really struggling. They're clearly they're 0-6. I don't really know what needs to happen for this team to figure it out because obviously they're embarrassed. Another thing Chris Bassett said today, this I mean, it's true. There's no need to panic. But it is incredibly frustrating that six weeks, six games into the year, two walks. So 13 base runners and they scored five runs. The A's had five hits and two walks. You're not going to win these games. They just can't win these games. I mean, Clayton Kershaw didn't walk anyone. The A's don't get a lot of hits. They rely on guys getting on base via the walk and people hitting home runs. And if no one's getting walks, well, there's going to be no one on base. And no one's hitting home runs. So their whole offense right now is completely gone. No one's getting on base, and they're not hitting home runs. Piscotti tried twice. Another thing, which I just thought of about the Steven Piscotti, there are a lot of balls that I'm seeing that are dying at the warning track that sound and look like they should be home runs compared to what we've seen last year. MLB refusing to admit that they changed the balls and then saying that they changed the balls back this year, mm, well, now it's showing that there definitely was something up because there's a lot of balls that, not even by the A's, but that the Astros hit that I really thought were going to be home runs. Most of them were, but there were a couple that weren't. The ball, definitely there's something to it. And the A's, there's a lot of balls that it looks like they're just missing that last year might be home runs. Yes, they play in Oakland. Yes, there's the marine layer. The ball doesn't fly at nighttime. But they're big league hitters. And these balls were leaving last year. They're not leaving right now. I've seen so many balls hit off the top of the wall. And I'm like, man, I really feel like that ball should have gotten out. And then they don't score. So they really rely on the home run so much. And now the balls aren't carrying as much as they used to. Which kind of worries me a lot, actually, um, because, well, I don't think they're going to be scoring. If they're not hitting home runs, they're not going to score because they don't string together hits. And with the ball not flying like it did, I don't know, maybe take away 15 to 20 team home runs a year, maybe more. That's going to be a lot for a team that's now six games over 500, under 500. Could be seven very shortly because Trevor Bauer is pitching. There's a lot of things that just don't look good. That just don't add up when I'm looking at the A's for them to be successful for the whole year. The Dodgers overall didn't hit much better than the A's today. They left seven on base. They were one for seven with runners in scoring position, but they hit three home runs. One of them came at the end of the game Probably didn't matter, but it was another home run. That's how they scored their runs today. Max Muncy, that guy did absolutely nothing for the A's. And I like hearing people talk about Max Muncy. And by people, I mean, you know, the guys on the Ace channel, Brody Brazil, Dave Stewart. They, they're all talking about Max Muncy like this guy was a terrible A. He was terrible for the A's. He did nothing. He looked like he wasn't a big leaguer, and he wasn't. And now you haven't given the fan base really anything to look forward to other than they won't suck this bad going forward. They might for the next four games, but there's no way they can be this bad for the rest of the year. There's no way. So that's the only positive thing that I have to say about this team right now is that they can't be this bad for that long. It is literally impossible for them to be this bad for that long. The players are too good. They have been there before. But there's. I think that the impact of Chris Davis, even when he wasn't healthy, was so beneficial to this team. Because anytime he comes up, he could hit a home run. There's a lot of guys like that. But Chris Davis really is the definition of home run or strikeout. And now, there's really no one other than Chapman and Olsen that you see in that lineup and you're like, this guy could hit a home run on almost any pitch you throw to him there's a lot of guys that have the potential to hit some home runs but none as dangerous as chris davis and this is where we're about to see the impact of marcus simeon i think elvis andrews he may he's gonna not i don't think miss a beat on defense but offensively what you're hitting 0.48. you had one hit in the very first at bat of the year that you had so you haven't even looked good at the plate you've looked Terrible. If I remember correctly, the pitch before you doubled, you probably should have gotten out. There's no consistency. There's no plan. There's no nothing with this team right now. They are not doing anything to put themselves in position to make a push. Yes, it's been six games. Yes, there's still 156 more. But he hit 48. The year before he hit 43. The year before that he hit 42. How big of a hole are they trying to dig? They have a decent chance, as I've said, to maybe be 0-10. Because it doesn't just get figured out like that. It's something that comes together. I don't think that's going to happen against the Astros. I don't think that it's just going to come together against the Astros. And another thing that I've said that I don't really know if I agree with anymore Is that this team needs some time to gel. A lot of the guys that they brought in have been on or around the A's organization. Lowry has been here so many times as we know. Andrews was in the division. Moreland's been in the division. Andrews and Moreland played together. They know each other. There's no reason for the excuse of they just need to gel to be there. They all know each other. They all know each other. And they all know what they're capable of. They're just not doing it. They will do it eventually. But when? When are we going to start to see where, like, okay, maybe they might be turning around. That's what you've seen. The the two years they won 97 games. They started out slow, yes. But they showed signs. It was like win-one, lose-one. Win-one, lose-one. They'd have a really good game collectively. And then the next game, someone would do something good. And then maybe... And the rest of the team wouldn't show up and then the next game you hit your three home runs and the next game They wouldn't show up and then they just had to come together, but these guys Everyone knows each other. They've all played together other than Kai Tom in that lineup and They just need to start performing It was good to see the bullpen last night didn't stink That was a good thing to see I don't know if that was them figuring something out this bullpen now is looking like Trevor Rosenthal has Trevor Rosenthal could be out for 3 to 4 months recovery time and then maybe when he comes back another 2 weeks of amping it up getting the arm ready and maybe another week before you see him in a game so it could end up being closer to 5 months if this is as bad as some of the reports are seeming so now you're without Your closer, pretty much up until the last month and a half of the year, so now guys really are going to have to start stepping up. And throughout the first week, there's been two guys that I think have made a push. Like I said, the first week, not everyone's even pitched five innings. When Delkin and Trevino, I think that those are the two best bets for the eight and nine spot, or for the eighth and the ninth inning. Trevino. If he could just re-figure it out and go back to how he was two years ago, three years ago, then we're solid. That's closer material. He just has to figure it out. Wendelkin, he has a lot of potential to be a really good back-in-the-bullpen guy, and he just has to figure it out. A lot of these guys just have to figure it out. And it's really looking like it's going to be longer than we've seen it be before. The A's haven't started 0 6 since 1916 when they were in Philadelphia. That team went 36 117. Now, this team is not going to win 36 games. They're not going to lose over 100 games. But that was the last time this team started 0 6. That's how bad they were. 36 117. This team is not 36 117 bad, which is. So frustrating. I think that's really what this is. It doesn't make any sense how this is even possible to be this bad. This is historically bad for the A's. No one is doing anything. No one decided to show up. The only good news is they're going to Arizona. Maybe they left their bats. Maybe they left some of their stuff at the spring training site. Maybe they could go pick that up. Maybe it will start to turn around when they go back to Arizona. I think that, I mean, it's going to have to. Is going to have to turn around because you're not, if you're a month into the year and you're double digit games under 500, it's going to be really hard to make that up because there's not a lot of stretches. Anyone can be anyone on any any given day. And there's not, how many times do you see a team go off and win eight, nine, ten games in a row? The really good teams will do it. The mediocre teams won't do it. And that's what the A's are looking right, looking like right now, a mediocre team. And with what they've done and how they've looked, obviously it's going to get better. But they have not shown anyone any hope that they can collectively go on like a five or six game winning streak. I don't even care. You don't need to win ten in a row. You just need to win. You just need to win one game. Once you win one game, I'm sure that everyone's going to feel better about themselves. Maybe everyone could take a quick breath. But you've got to build on it. You can't just win one game and then go and lose the next one. Because then it's like, okay, crap, we're right back to where we were. you got to go right now. I don't even care about this game against Trevor Bauer. I do care about it. But I maybe today some of the balls will leave because it's a day game. But it's going to be tough. It's going to be really tough. So if they lose today, they'll be 0-7. And the odds are, I think that they could win one game against Houston. Because they have their lefties pitching against Houston. You're going to see Cole Irvin and Sean Maniah and Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas has pitched in the last game, but Cole Irvin and Sean Minaya, they pitched pretty bad against the Astros just last week. Pretty, pretty bad. And then you have the top of the rotation, and the rotation starts back over with the Diamondbacks and the Tigers. Over the next nine games... The A's need to win six of them, I think. And I think that is doable. That would be one win against Houston, and then you've got to win those games against Detroit and Arizona if they are going to go into Houston and do what they did last time. Because, as I've said, this team just whooped us three days ago. Why are they not thinking, let's do it again? Why are they not thinking, oh, we got this. we would definitely do it again. They are thinking it. They are thinking it. And the A's, if they lose again, they're like, really? We're 0-7, and we got to go back to play these guys for three games? I don't think you're going to see Greinke. So that's a positive. So you got to bounce on those other guys. So the next time I talk to you, hopefully the A's will be at just like five games under 500 win some of these games that they should be winning. Next time I talk to you, will be on an off day. Hopefully, it'll be a good day for the Ace fans. So, it's been tough. It's been tough, and we have another tough series starting tomorrow. And I just hope that on that flight over, maybe they just need to change the scenery, get out of Oakland, come back. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. I'm just trying to find something. This team's got to get it together they got to get it together and it has to start right now. You cannot go and be double digit games under five hundred two weeks through the year. that cannot happen if you were supposed to be a wild card team I don't think that I think th- what this week has shown that even at their best, I don't think that they're gonna be as good as these teams. they look like they will be a second wild card team this year so You might see, that's what I'm predicting. I'm predicting that with what I've seen from the A's, with how good these teams have been, they've been pretty much at their best against the A's. And the A's have had nothing. They've done nothing to stop it. That's all. They got to stop it. They got to figure it out. It has to be done. I'll talk to you guys next week. And like always, stay classy.
0: Customers, tenants, and visitors get their first impression of your business right in the parking lot. Pave the way for a beautiful experience attracting and retaining tenants, residents, and protecting your business against liability with asphalt, paving, and concrete services from American Asphalt. Show us your ugliest asphalt, your worst sidewalks, your faded parking lot striping. We'll restore it to its former glory. Our award-winning team has the experience and equipment to tackle your toughest paving challenges. We've been serving the San Francisco Bay Area since 1983. American Asphalt is your one-stop source for paving services in the Bay Area. We specialize in all aspects of concrete and asphalt, serving a range of industries, including residential communities, commercial and industrial complexes, schools, restaurants, wineries, special event centers, and more. We are committed to serving the communities we work for. The road to success is always under construction. Ensure your business is at its best with industry-leading asphalt, paving, and concrete services from American Asphalt. Contact us today by going to www.americanasphalt.com.